Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your entire dream team is in place. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your most vexing dog issue. Oftentimes, he's the last person that is called. Why not make him the first? Make him the first. It is toll-free. Animal communicator Joy Turner is also here, bridging the gap between you and your animals. Now, you can talk to our childhood animals. They don't have to be alive. Is that correct? That's true. We can talk to anyone people want to talk to. Strange stuff, but it's making the phones ring, and uh, we're going to go take a couple of calls for Joy in just a couple of minutes here. Also, for Joy, uh, Joey Volani, groomer Joey Volani, kicking off a new season on Animal Planet's Dogs 101. I think season four. And he's going to be, he's actually going to be grooming my hair after the show. <laughs> you need it, Hal. Give me a poodle About cut. About time. Yeah, I think you would look cute in a poodle, poodle cut. He has tips coming up in just a few minutes. <laughs> Sorry. How to save money during this economy and recession. And uh, my way of saving a little money is having my groomer do my hair. The question is I pink see the or cut. red yeah. bow, Hal? I, I'm going to leave it up to you gals and okay, guys. We'll decide what color. Uh, Dr. Debbie's also here answering your vet medical questions. And Stacy Cohn, uh, working hard in the newsroom. What's up? Well, could the Motor City be getting a new name? Huh. And could the name become Dog Poop City? I don't know. Well, probably not going to happen. Yeah. But the Motor City, Detroit, they are known for having the worst pollution, dog poop pollution. And it's a, it's a hazard to your health. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Also, Dr. Debbie, I have to ask you, have you uh, have you heard of this Morgellons disease at all? Yeah, you know, I have. It's kind of peculiar, obscure, we'll call it. But I have had some individuals that years ago, I would swear that, you know, they may have had something like this. People came to me asking me to look at them. Say, <laughs> saying that their their skin is itching or it's crawling, crawling. or it's moving. Sensation, yes. yes. And, that, that, and that bugs were coming out of it. And, you know... I just kind of ruled it out to, you know, substance abuse problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a 40-year-old woman who came to the office of Dr. Neelam Tanja Upal. Very good. If I say it fast enough, you will notice if if I mess up her name. And and said, I've got these crawling sensations, these sores. She was convinced she had something living in her body. Now, her husband didn't believe any of this. Uh, She was ready to get a divorce. She had been told by other medical professionals that she was delusional. Wow. But uh, Dr. Opal found out that she had this Morgellons disease. Truly was something crawling in her skin. So we're going to talk to her in just a few minutes and find out what that's all about. Also, on this anniversary of 9-11... We're going to talk to our friend Michael Hingsong. He, of course, if, you, if you're if you an old Animal Radio listener, if you've been listening for years, you've heard him on Animal Radio. He's told his story about how he was in the Twin Towers when it got hit. He is blind. He had his uh, guide dog there. And quite an experience how he got down 414,000 14, stairs. I, I just know he was up on the 78th floor. Wow. That's wow. a lot of stairs. He has a, has a new book. On this 10th anniversary, called Thunder Dog, and we'll talk to him, and we'll also give away copies just in a few minutes. Awesome. Book. Right here on Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie, your dog, Boss. Boss, <laughs> which is a little Boss. dog. This is the first little dog you've ever had. I know that the oh, uh, yes. you didn't know exactly what kind of dog it is, and you did a DNA test. Now, yes. Not one of those cheek yeah. swabs. You did a blood test, right? Yes, we drew blood. Well, I wouldn't draw the blood because he's my kid and I didn't want to hurt him. So, Aww. but yes, sent out the blood sample. We got the results and, and drum roll, please. He, he's not what I thought. Uh oh, is that good or bad? 
<laughs> well, it's good. Uh, he's a half Yorkie. Okay. He's a quarter miniature poodle. And about 14% Shih Tzu. Bet, uh, bet you he's a very wow. smart dog. He is. He's very smart. And and I'm calling him a Yorkie poo now. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and it kind of fits, you know. He's a smart little guy, but he's got a little in him, you know. <laughs> so he is a joy. And, you know, I'm enjoying that cuddling. And he just looks up at me with that little whisker face that he's got. I thought he was going to have a lot more, like, uh, terrier in uh-huh. him. Um, you know, but... Uh, I, I can see some of these breeds now. Now I can see it in his personality more than his physical attributes. Listen, I'm not going to yap anymore. We're going to go to the phones. one 405 8405 This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friends. It is toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. That number brings you to Judy Francis. She's screening your calls to decide whether you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, or groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. One ringy dingy. You're a regular. You know all of that already right now. But uh, Listen, hey, big, big show this weekend. We have, of course, it's our big anniversary show, 9-11 anniversary show, and we'll have Michael Hingsong on in just a couple of minutes here. He, of course, is the blind guy. You might remember from earlier shows of Animal Radio if you're a long-time listener. Blind guy who mm-hmm. has a, a, a dog, a, a seen-eye seen dog, dog, right? and he was in one of the trade towers when it got hit. Unbelievable. And he, he was, I actually did a show with him. Yeah. Um, he was he was on um, Groomer Has It. He was a guest judge with me. He's been around, and now he has a brand-new book out called Thunderdog on the 10th anniversary. We'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? Well, I have a story coming up that's full of bull. A lot of bull. In fact, so much bull, it was all over the highway. It created a hazmat situation. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I've heard this story, and you'll want to stick around for this. Joy Turner, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulously, and I have actually heard about that story, too, and it's going to be so interesting. <laughs> uh, Joey Volani kicking off a new season on Animal Planet's Dogs 101. What great, infinite wisdom will you bring us today? You know what? we got t- bad times in our economy, and how, yeah. to, um, how to make the best out of your pet grooming without skipping your regular grooming appointment. I'm going to give you some tips of what to do to save a little bit of money, but to continue to go to your professional groomer to get good service. Yeah, When you cut back, things that go first are like grooming and haircuts. Look at me. Mm-hmm. My hair hasn't been cut in... Uh, how many years, Hal? Years now. Ever since it this, shows. and that's just because I can't afford it. And uh, I know there are a lot of people. I'll, I'll cut it for you. You will you? I bet you'd sure. look good. Can you color it like you do one of the dogs? You do a good job. Absolutely, you'd look good with a poodle top knot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a little pink ribbon. Absolutely. Nails, no course. anal glands, though, okay? That's one thing I just won't, won't do on how. Also on the show in just a few minutes here, there was a lady who uh, she felt like her skin was crawling. A 40-year-old lady felt like her skin was crawling, and she went to the doctor, and the doctor said she was delusional and crazy. And it turns out she got a parasite from her animals, and then they're sort of just Ooh. discovering it now. It's called Morgellons disease. Uh-huh. And we'll be talking to one of the doctors, pioneer doctors, 
that is uh, researching this disease also in a few minutes. Let's hit the phones, one 405 8405 After the show today, we're going to get out of here. We're going to take Ladybug down to the pool where they're closing the pool. And because she had this luxating patella surgery, she needs to get a little pool exercise. Great it's exercise. Great exercise. Right. A lot of communities right now, this weekend and uh, in the following weekends, are having the last day at their community pool with the dogs. They're allowing dogs in to fuzz up the filters and get all the dogs They're going to clean it up They're anyway. Clean it anyway. So I, I never understood that in California. Why close? I mean, the, the temperature's the same all year round in Southern California. Why are you closing pools? Because the kids are in school there and there's not that many out and then they got to pay somebody to sit there and lifeguard them. Yeah, so. but you, you know, you you know just packs. like the dog needs to go in now, so we got to keep it open. You yep. poor guy. You still adapt. I'll talk to somebody and straighten straighten that out. Around. You do that. But you do that. I'll I'll definitely take care of it. Hey, Carl. Hi. Welcome to Animal Radio. What's up? Well, I have a cat that's about four years old. Never had a problem with it. But the last two months, he won't uh, go poop in his litter box. He'll pee in it, but he won't poop in it. Mm. We've moved it. We've done almost everything we could think of. But so, so Carl, where is he pooping then? Uh, on my wife's blanket. On her blanket, like on her bed? Well, no, she's, uh, she just had nine heart attacks, and so she can't lay down. She's sitting on, she's on the couch, and okay. the blanket's on the couch. Okay. And he's doing this when nobody's around, I'm assuming? No, when she's there. Really? But she can't get around, but when I'm home, uh... It's a 50-50 proposition. I usually have to hunt to see where he's going. Okay. Now, where is, in relation to where the couch is, where is his litter box? How far away is it? Uh, probably 20 feet. It's under an uh, uh, end table. Okay. It's in the same room? Yeah. And the fact that he is using the litter box to urinate to me says, hmm, you know, a lot of kitties that do this, this is generally a situation of either a litter box environment type issue um, or medical issue. And you've got some things going on in the household that make me a little more concerned that he's having some situation over the litter box uh, environment. So in many cases, the fact that, you know, he is peeing there tells me, you know, he's not marking. He's not marking in the sense of I'm pooping here because I want to show my territory. Um, a lot of times I'll try different things, opening up uh, new litter box sites. So we add um, another box or maybe even a third box somewhere else in the home environment. Um, change the litter type. Go from scooping to clay. Go from clay to scoop. Um, take out any scented additives that you might use. Switch that up. Um, some cases I'll even change the litter box to something more of a plastic underbed storage box um, just to kind of change things out, make it larger for him. And then um, I'm really curious about putting a litter box very close to where this couch is. Um, because of your wife and her situation, you know, if he's afraid to leave her to take care of those type of duties, I want to make sure that you're giving him a site very close right in that immediate access so that kind of takes away any anxiety he has about going there. And then I should go back and say, is, is the poop normal or is there any change, diarrhea, constipation to it? No, it, it, it's normal. Okay. And we have changed litter boxes, added boxes, and moved them. Can I kind of butt in a little bit here and tell you that something that I was picking up from this kitty? Please do, yes. 
you, I think you hit it right on the head when you said that he was afraid to leave the wife. He is so incredibly worried that if he leaves her, that she'll die. So he does need to be able to take care of himself close to her. The other thing that I would do, sir, I would talk to him, and you can do this with pictures in your mind, and remind him that it's not his fault. For some reason, he has it in his mind that the last time or some number of times here when your wife was having heart issues, he wasn't around like he wasn't close enough to her or something, but he's thinking it was his fault if he had been there, uh, it wouldn't have happened. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I think the last time she fell, she was down for 14 hours because I wasn't home. Okay, well, and he feels so responsible for her well-being. I would talk to him, and you can do that again with making pictures in your mind, and tell him that it's wonderful what he's doing, and I can tell him this while we're talking. And you so appreciate his dedication and his willingness to help her, and he needs to also take care of himself because he doesn't want her worrying about his well-being. Okay. I always like a joy when you're uh, kind of on the same wavelength as me, and it kind of validates my my medical approach there. So thank you, Carl. I hope that helps you. If I you if you still have troubles, we'll do a follow up for you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We wish you the best of luck with that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. We're all here. Animal Radio is brought to you by. New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. K9 Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Fido deserves a vacation, and so do you. Enter for a chance to win one four-night stay for four plus Fido at the Tradewinds Island Resort on St. Pete Beach in Florida. Your stay includes nightly pet fee. Send a short essay on why you deserve this dream vacation to Adventure Contest at FidoFriendly.com. Winner will be announced November 1st. You must provide an email to be notified and airfare is not included. Grab your furry best friend and enter today at Adventure Contest at FidoFriendly.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. What's super cool in pet carriers? The Zazuka. It rolls. That's right, on wheels. And it's not just two wheels. Zazuka has four wheels that are double stacked to glide right over curbs and upstairs. Furry friends can catch the view through the soft mesh sides in the front window. The frame is so sturdy, you can sit on it. And the whole thing can be secured with a standard seat belt while you're in the car. Check out Zazuka at Zuka.com. 
That's Z-U-C-A dot com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Well, we're all here to answer your questions toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, when we were talking about um, animals destroying stuff, nothing is worse than a bird. A bird is by far the worst, the, the worst thing to destroy everything. I mean, I've had my bird a long time, since my early 20s, and every apartment up until the house I'm in now, she has chewed something that was expensive. Okay, well, if you just tuned in, which is likely... We're trying to figure out the worst things that have been chewed on, that your animals have been chewed on or have ruined. You caught me by surprise there, Joey. How are you guys? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, but uh, could you listen uh, my, how my Mika is breathing? And you oh. know why? Because of your, because of your Judy's, uh, uh, Chihuahua mix, basically Mutt, who's harassing her all the time. I mean, I can barely just, she can barely take her breath now. Mika, come on, yeah, baby. We're, she, she... we're sorry about that. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but you know, Ladybug thinks that she's much bigger than she really is. <laughs> That's the problem is, you know, Mika could eat her in this, uh, uh, blink in the eye, but she you know she's a very nice dog. So let's, let's we keep her, uh, you know, let's we keep your Mutt a little bit. Far from what, her. What, what are you doing to her? What are you doing to her? <laughs> okay. She, she's very, very stressed. Studio. Okay, so many dogs. Okay, let's we start the show. We, I know we have a, as usually, we have a phone as a hook, and, uh, you know, let's you we get it. to the callers. Let's go to Ron. Hey, Ron, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? Good. Vlad is right here. What's up with your dog? Yeah, my well, going to help you too, Ron, if you need to. Pardon? My Mika will help you too, you know. She, oh, she she's okay. ne- next to me. If I have some complications to ask, I will ask her. Okay. Oh, I have a German <laughs> Shepherd that I got directly from the breeder as a puppy. Run, run, yeah, run, 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 stop, stop, please. If you were the woman, I would kiss you right now. No, no, not because... again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's a German Shepherd. This is I could you could not be the you cannot find a better person in the world to talk about this. So go ahead, Ron. Oh. I love you already. Oh. So I love my German Shepherd. Uh, she's adorable. She's about two years old. Ordinarily, all the animals in the house bond with my wife. All the previous dogs we've had and, and everything. We've had, we have horses, dogs, cats, chickens. And German Shepherd is a whole new breed for me and our family. And the German Shepherd has bonded to me. I, I guess I'm presumably the alpha. And yeah, it's a German Shepherd is a one-man dog normally. Yeah. Or one woman, whatever, but just one person. Go ahead. But but anyway, we've had some aggression issues. She did have some early training with, uh, 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 you know, some uh, specialized training where people, they train SWAT dogs and all that kind of stuff. So she oh, had that, a that doesn't bit. sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had like about a, uh, two days of, uh, of bike training. But then my wife says, no, that's not good, you know. So we She's that. right. Woman is always so wiser than men. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, the dog is just completely adorable level. But, but the first time something happened is when I went away for a weekend, and she was so excited to see me. She just lovably, you know, uh, just jumped at me with her mouth open and just, you know, put a little poke in me. Not, no big deal. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no big deal. Put a little poke to me. If my Mika would do it to me, she would be, I don't know, she would be kicked out of the house the next day. Come on. Oh, my oh, gosh. I, I, I know. But, but, the, the, and then, uh, but what happens, more so than that, she spooks or freaks out easily. You know, if everything's quiet, and all of a sudden uh, somebody comes into the home, 
Yeah, she doesn't surprise anybody. Or my wife goes from the bathroom to another room and makes a noise when she's, the dog's asleep. And all of a sudden, the, Andy, Andy, I'm her name. She goes, you know. Yeah, goes, I mean, I mean, like, because you condition your dog to be a KGB in your household, you know. Like yeah, a, like, we don't want it to be that way, but but they have a natural instinct to be that way. I'm pretty sure in the very beginning, when he just was barking a little bit, because you already told me that you had no experience to deal with um, German shoppers before, and German shoppers are very special dogs. It's like almost like a humans. Uh, there is a second and the smart level after poodles, uh, which is poodles considering to be the most smarter. I'm not sure why, because their head, their brain, a little bit smaller than sharper, so I guess something... <laughs> what well, that's, you our, don't have a that's poodle. our other dog. Our other dog is a spoo. <laughs> okay. A oh, spoo? <laughs> what a spoo is poodle. about now. Oh yeah, let, let me let me stick to the to the to the point. Uh yeah. because I always get in trouble with producer when I just uh, talk too much. <laughs> hey <laughs> Yes, Judy, I stick it. So <laughs> here is what it is, my friend. Uh, regarding the second part, it is uh um a logical continuation of the first one. You have a German shopper in your household who you allow in the beginning to be very excited. She starts to bark when somebody knocks on your door. She starts to bark when uh, she's, she hears something noises. And you, as the millions of people who are listening right now, were thinking, well, that's okay. That's what, that's what the dogs do. That's feel me better secure what they, those people for, forgot to understand. This is not the Russia. In the Russia, if you dog bite someone or scare someone, neighbors, whatever, you can give a couple of bottles of vodka and dealt with that. In America, especially in California, we have a more lawyers than dogs. As the pet expert, I participate in the court hearing as the expert witness a lot. And uh, uh, attorneys like the way how I put the things. No signs, just, you know, plain and the jury loves it. So the thing is, you don't want to be even close to what I see the people get in trouble. In this country, which is so happy society, you can, you as a pet owner can get in trouble even somebody get in your house and try to rob you. And after that, you don't go bite, you're still going to get sued. Because I had those cases and the people said, oh, we, just, we were drunk. We just, we just uh, you know, uh, it was a different house. We thought it's uh, our house or my friend's house, whatever. Listen. My best advice for you, if you have a German shopper, you have to do beyond and above. The German shopper would have like a stupid lab attitude. Loves everyone, thinks everyone is a good guy, wants to have a peace with everyone. That's it. How to do that? First of all, start with yourself. Say for yourself and for your wife, that's it. Number one, I would do no barking policies. What so ever. No barking policies. It can be enforced through different ways. You can stop the dog from barking from the objects flying through the air. Not chairs, not tables, not something really heavy. Let's say penny cans, uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola with a five, six pennies inside. And they're going to toss a sharp... Color. Okay, uh, the bark color, the thing is, it's like, uh, can be bad, can be good. Uh, the dog needs to know you're the one who doesn't want to bark. Listen, it will take me a lot of time to explain you, but everything what I say yes. comes from the pack. In the pack mentality, pack mentality is the same. If two dogs behind the fence, intruder coming, one dog goes after another dog. That's the dog telling another dog, stay away, it's not your business. You have to tell your dog it's not your business to be police officer. That is why you need to be the one who 
insert those corrections. If you want to do this way and you want to do ultimate stick, grabbing ultimate stick, as far as electronic colors, you get a bit electronic colors, but you got to push the button and not the allow itself to bark. Okay? That one is not going to work for you. You should okay. scream, ah, and after push the button. And yes. the best... We have both. The best, we have both. If you have no Doctra company or Tritonic and you have different, that may not gonna work for German shoppers. So letting you know. And, uh, you need to do it with the high power in the beginning and have to go down and never, never, uh, do it in the little increments up. Otherwise you're gonna, you know, you will desensitize the dog. This is the un okay. unlike anything on other things. I feel a little uncomfortable to talk because it's required professionals who would be next to you and show you how to do this. But my general guidelines would be you gotta, it's called contra conditioning. Make your dog like what the dog hates. It means whatever people comes to you, put your dog in the crate first before opening the door. Make sure your dog is quiet. Allow the people come in and feed your dog through the crate with the hot dogs, a sausage, a Polish kalbasa, whatever you can get. They're special. They are good cops. You are the bad cop. Invite every your relative, every your friend. Organize pizza party. 10, 20 people uh, per Saturday Sunday coming in. Your dog barks. You, you stop it. You put her in the crate. She barks in the crate. You snap the crate. You stop it. You are bad cop. The people are good cops. That's why you will counter-condition her like a doorbell to the, you know, they will look at the people as the positive. And the strict obedience is very important. Your dog must know reinforced obedience to do anything in the time when she would rather not. Remember, dogs listen us when nothing better to do. You have to, li they have to listen in the time when you really need it. That is why visit uh, our website, which is animalradio.com. There is a video I taught how I use uh, one of the very, very exciting color to teach the dog walking perfectly. Pay attention on me. And you can do all other things. Maybe contact my office and get my DVD, Obedience for Life. So at least you could get control first before you do any corrections. But thank you. I apologize. You know, I, would, I could talk to you for, for hours and hours regarding German Shopper. You can send me personal email. And we put all that information up over at the website at animalradio.com. Thanks for your call. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I had to I had to hide the Stella and Chewies today because Mika seems to be getting into all of it. What's up? She can smell that a mile away, can't she? Because, because your dog, Hale, made her just work hard. I mean, she tried to, you know, that the ladybug was harassing her, and now she kind of lost her... You know, all, uh, not the energy, but she lost all calories and she wants to recuperate it. And I think Stella and Chewie is the great, great choice. It sure is. And of course, you've heard us talking about Stella and Chewies for years now. And the one food that we really trust our animals with, because it's 100% raw meat, there's no grains, there's no fillers, there's no artificial preservatives, no colorings, no sugar, no salt, just good food freeze-dried in a patty. And they love it. They eat it up as fast as it's put down. And now they have yes. the, ca the cat food. Yes. Did you know that, Vladi, they have cat food now? 
Yes, I do. And as we all know, for the cat, you know, high standards of uh, bigger meat content is even, you know, more important for, than for the dogs. But I just, uh, if I could just add it, there is a lot of many good dog food on the market. But what I also, but what one of the most distinctive uh, thing about Stella and Choose, it is the complete food. It means they not just provide dehydrated or raw uh, dog food. They also created it so you don't need to add anything. You don't need to add any vitamins, any minerals. And the form which both uh, dog food variations comes, you know, they they have its own uh, natural enzymes, cofactors, and everything to digest. Because remember, people, it's not what you eat, it's what you digest. You can eat whatever you want, but if you cannot digest it, you will never be able to absorb those nut- nutritions. You know what? I want to give out samples of this, and all you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope. Tell us if you want samples of the dog food or if you want samples of the cat food. We'll send you the Stella and Chewy samples next week, and you can try it out. I'm sure your your animals will love it just as much as Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, does. She's one finicky eater, I tell you. So she'll eat it. Your finicky dog will eat it, too. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. So do you think your dog might be the next Rembrandt? Or maybe I should say... Rembrandt. Many doggy daycare centers around the country, they are now offering ready painting classes for your dog. Now Art Casso painting kits will let your dog create a design for their own home dinner mat. The non-mess system produces canine and feline masterpieces in minutes. Just go to artcasso.com. That's art C-A-S-S-O dot com. You could check it out. Now, once they've painted their work of art, Ready for this? You're not going to believe this. You can hang it inside the lodge. It's a dog's ultimate home away from home. You can set it up in the backyard. It's got a balcony that can be customized with a pet drinking fountain, a spacious interior. You could fit it with a flat screen TV. That's how big it is so that your pet can watch their favorite animal show in the comfort of their uh, dog cave, I guess. Crazy what people spend money on. Okay, no bull about this. Well, actually, there was a bull involved. A hazmat situation on a Nashville highway is blamed on toppled canisters of bull semen. Yep, the canisters fell off a Greyhound bus. How else would you ship bull semen? It should go Greyhound, right? It fell onto Interstate 65. Traffic was diverted around the area while workers tried to determine exactly what was in that smell-fouling tank. After a call to Greyhound, they realized they were dealing with dozens of vials of spilled bull semen, which was on its way to a Texas breeding facility. I can't imagine they'd send it by Greyhound. Once the storage tanks were deemed safe, they were moved off to the side of the road so crews could clean it up. Probably a sticky mess, huh? A Georgia dog apparently has a taste for the finer things in life. Literally, this uh, dog dined on a meal of $10,000 worth of diamonds. Honey Bun works, uh, walks around the counters at John Ross Jewelers. He's not much of a guard dog, but great on customer relations. And I guess what happened was the owner, Chuck Roberts, left some diamonds with one of the dog biscuits on a table. Well, a customer came in. He got up, and then the dog sat in his chair 
And you got it. That dog downed those diamonds. Well, the problem with diamonds is they're carbon and they don't show up on an x-ray. They weren't sure if they, if, you know, the dog actually swallowed them, but there were a couple blank spots when they uh, looked at the x-ray and they said, you know, honey bun, you probably ate it. So they watched honey bun quite carefully and a surprise was left. And you know what they found? Those diamonds. And now they've learned their lesson and honey bun is no longer a girl's best friend. <laughs> Well, it's not with him any longer, so what good is he? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z one 405 It is toll-free to Animal Radio. We're all here. Joy, you look like you're taking a nap today. I am. How did you know? <laughs> Just because my eyes are closed. You should paint like uh, yeah, on your eyelids, eyes, little open eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's, cool. that's a really good suggestion. I hadn't thought about that one. Yeah, well, that comes from me. Uh, listen, a lot of you ladies, especially here in the studio, always say your skin is crawling, and I'm yes. usually the fault of that. But uh, today, <laughs> we're going to actually talk to someone here. In fact, I believe she's on the phone. She is a doctor who's treated a 40-year-old woman who came into her office saying that she had crawling sensations all over her body. Oof. She said that uh, her skin was crawling. Literally crawling. And when she told her husband, her husband uh, thought she was crazy, even ready to divorce her. Wow. But it turns out this doctor, good doctor, uh, is it Upal? Dr. Upal. 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 Welcome to the show. I'm sorry if I've messed up your name. Welcome to Animal Radio. You, uh, Thank you. you. You're on the cutting edge of research of Morgellons disease, which is a disease that we can contract from our pets. Is that correct? Yes. We can contract from uh Pets, uh, being that pets could be the intermediate host for the uh, transmission of these parasites. What type of pets? It could be cats, dogs. Uh, I have patients who had gerbils, guinea pigs, horses. Certain parasites, especially like the dog tapeworm, dog hookworm, they can be the intermediate host for a lot of such parasites. There's a lot of animals. And uh, sometimes the intermediate host could even be the seafood. Uh, I had one patient who had a parakeet. So uh, it, it, it could be any kind of animal. And a lot of times because of the close contact, it's usually dogs and cats that I hear the 90% of the time. Let's talk about the person that came into your office. She was itchy. Everybody had told her that she was crazy up to this time. What was yes. What was your impression? Well, I usually tend to believe the patient. And my, in my initial interview, when I'm talking to her, she didn't seem crazy. She knew she was an intelligent woman, very well informed. 
told me how she's going doctors to doctor. She had poly skins, and but she also had ulcers, which were roundish. And because the husband claimed, oh, she's just scratching there. That's why she's got this. But if you look, examine them, they are like roundish uh, lesions, and they were not like a, just a scratch mark. So my credibility was to the patient that I knew she was telling me what she was feeling. If she's not delusional or crazy, otherwise, in my rest of the interview, why would she be just having this one delusion where I'm seeing open sores? Why didn't the other doctors say that there was something wrong? Well, this is, uh, that's why I guess it's, uh, uh, more research is being done for me to prove to this doctors because in the United States, because the parasites by history did not exist. So the only time somebody would see was delusional parasitosis because we didn't really have parasites, you know, in our community, mm. uh, especially, I would say, the whole country. But parasites are very prevalent in the rest of the third world countries. So I was trained in India. And for me, I have experience in seeing such patients where you see this condition called larva migrants. When when the, these larvae, what I was, when the pet gives you back the, back, the parasite, and it runs through your body, mm. and these people get these crawling sensations. In the United States, because parasites don't happen, these people in the past were probably would be uh, doing delusions of uh, parasitosis where they might get, you know, uh, crawling. They would feel something is crawling and not have it. But then they would have other psychological symptoms sure. too. How do our pets get it to give it to us? Usually, initially, I believe, probably got it. Uh, either cuddling and, you know, a lot of people would be very close to their pets. So... How it originated, probably it mutated or it's originally uh, immigrant parasite. How it originated, I don't know, but the way it is transmitted, one is that pets will carry it on their skin. The stories I hear, they, people actually seen bugs coming out of the pets. It is transmitted in the pet stool. So mm -hmm. if you're exposed to the pet stool and, you know, uh, which could be on their fur, so the eggs can just stick on there. And with close, you know, petting and cuddling the pets, people will take it in their nails or touch it. How harmful it. is it to us? Well, uh, it's more of like an annoying disease. I mean, people who are who have these uh, these uh, Morgellons disease, they are, uh, you know, very uncomfortable. They get these itching symptoms. They Get sores, it's not life-threatening? It's not fatal. It's just a real pain in the ass, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you, you wrote a, a book called Is Your Pet Safe? Morgellons Disease. So you're trying to let other people know about this, obviously, right? Right. And uh, I think it's a very important public health issue and uh, because I did have a dog and I did see my dog pass the worms. And so I realized that how important it was for everybody to know that you know, there are a lot of pet lovers okay. that they need to get the monthly treatment. They need to get their pets, you know, checked. And if the pet is sick, because a lot of these patients will have a history of a sick pet that I know, and there are people that are very attached to them. And a recent couple, the uh, dog belongs to the boyfriend, and they just argue in my office because 
Wilson is like, I want to get better because there could be a you know issue of reinfection and the pet needs to be treated. And actually, they do have a lot of medications for pets. Uh, the vets are very good at it, and. It's easier to treat a pet than a human. We're running out of time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put up at the website, if you're interested in learning more about Magellan's disease, Is Your Pet Safe is the book. I'm going to put all the information up at the website at animalradio.com. Doctor, we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the, the Dream Team. That clears up everything for me now. Yeah, there's six minutes of my life I won't be getting back. I, I really don't know much more than I knew before the interview. Well, we know Truthful. it's not fatal. We know it's not fatal. It's, it's uh, just annoying and itchy. And so that's not going crazy. Yeah, but your skin is crawling. Yes. It could just be animal radio. Yes. Yes, it could be. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A little dog in Flint, Michigan has found a new friend who is changing her life forever. Rex Miller lost a leg when he tried to jump a train when he was only 15 years old. Miller now owns the Greater Flint Prosthetic Center, where he usually makes artificial limbs for humans. Miller made Peg's new leg for free because her owner works for a non-profit organization that trains leader dogs for the blind. Peg will eventually be trained to be a service dog and will probably be working at a nursing home because she seems to be a big hit with the senior citizens. Miller said he just wants everyone to know that there's an option out there for animals as well as humans. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Walt to Garvey. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. We are absolutely delighted to have groomer Joey Volani as our own personal groomer. He's going to actually do my hair after the show today. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Should look nice. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's bringing us tips how to make it through this hard economy right now. You know, some of the first things that get cut are like your groomer visits. And uh, this tip brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Speaking of saving a little money in this tough economy. Save like, a lot of money a lot here. Of money, 25%. That's a lot. Put in this week's promo code SAVE25. Same as last week's and the week before, but that's what it said. I don't know if they plan on changing it. It is save 25 this week. Put that in, and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. Don't let the name fool you. They have stuff for all ages of animals. You know, if you're in one of those areas that has a lot of fleas right now, and you have to use one of those spot-ons, you can save a lot of money by buying it through SeniorPetProducts.com and putting that save 25 promo code in. Everybody bow, ladies and gentlemen. Joey... Volani. Well, I'm, I'm going to be like Senior Pet Products today. I'm going to save you, maybe not as much as Senior Pet Products can save you, but I'm going to save you a little bit of money. Cool. I, you know what? I thought about this this week because I was in the salon and and we've had dogs that normally would come in every four to six weeks that are now trying to stretch it out to eight to ten weeks. And um, you know, it's it's not bad if um people were brushing their pets at home or knew how to brush them properly. But what's happening is is we got clients who we consider really good clients coming in and their dogs are not a mess and it's probably the first time maybe you know in, in in the history that they've gone to their groomer that their dog is now a mess the problem is is they don't understand now why their dogs are having to be clipped down real short because you can't get the knots out or you know maybe maybe you can but it's going to put the dog in a very uncomfortable situation so in a lot of cases we just won't do it depending on how bad it is because the dog suffers there's a lot of things you can do to stretch it out and continue to go to your professional groomer few things are every other grooming do the haircut and do everything else you know you can do your bath you can do your blowout you can do your nails you can do the ears Talk to your groomer about what type of tools that you need to brush and comb your dog at home because every coat type is a little bit different. So depending on your pet's coat type is going to determine what type of brush and comb you need. And actually tell them, say, you know what, show me. Show me how to do it because there is a little bit bit of a method. I mean, um, it's not you just get in there and start brushing and combing because that's what a lot of people think, and then they run into problems um, when they come see me. The other thing is, and a lot of people don't know this, is groomers also are for a brushing service and what that is if you feel your dog is getting a little knotted or a little bit tangled and it's probably a little bit over your head you can go to your professional groomer and say can you just brush my dog out and get the knots and tangles out and that's without the bath that's without the haircut you know I how mean, much is that supposed to cost well that's what i'm saying you can you can take it down by 75 percent of your total grooming cost so you know i mean if, if you if you're normally paying let's say 50 dollars for grooming sometimes you can get away with you know 15 20 at the most for for a brushing we used to offer it free if, if, if you had a scheduled appointment in between your grooming appointment it would be free so you would come in between we would brush your dog out free and it would actually keep the cost down because it would be less work for us to do during the grooming um you know during when the dog came for its professional grooming you need to ask your groomer about these about any special plans and and and, and promotions that they have and they're offering it right now so make sure you do it'll keep your dog in good shape you'll be happy it'll keep your pocket pocketbook whatever it is is happy and um, everyone will be smiling. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. It is Animal Radio, you lucky dog. 1-866-405-8405. And if you're in New Mexico, in particular Rio Rancho or Albuquerque, the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour stops there this weekend at Rio Rancho in Albuquerque, uh, the PetSmart in Albuquerque on Coors Bypass Northwest between 10 and 6 today and the Watermelon Mount- Mountain Ranch in Rio Rancho. That sounds... I love the I love names. The name. Watermelon <laughs> Mountain Ranch. Looking for a new animal, a new pet, uh, cat, dog in particular. I don't believe they're sporting any iguanas or ferrets, but they do you have... You never know. You never know. Uh, sponsored by, of course, the North Shore Animal League. They bring all these animals out. Good organization. And the tour will make it across the country, hopefully to your town if it, uh, if it isn't there yet. You can learn more at getyourlicks.org. Getyourlicks.org. We have another call. for This is for Dr. Debbie, right? Yes, it is. And we have Kathleen. Awesome. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Jacksonville, Florida. I love Jacksonville. Beautiful place. Beautiful weather. Yes, it is. So what's going on with your animal? Well, I have my dog, Nisha. She's, uh, she's about three years old. She's totally housebroken, has been for a very, very long time. And... Uh, I was visiting my mom down in St. Augustine Beach, and uh, Misha started in the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning, she started crying. And she was just very, very upset and kind of doing this wookie talk like she's looking for attention. And then all of a sudden, just teed on the bed. Mm-hmm. This is not a dog. She, she has had a history of bladder infections, but this one just cleared up with antibiotics in in 12 hours. And how many bladder infections has she had over time? She had, let's see, the first year that I had her, she probably had three of them, and then we got her on to, it's going to sound like a commercial for science diet, the science diet food that's specific for, you know, CD or whatever. And then the vet thought, you know, she'd been well for several years now and that we could try to take her off it well this happened within two months of changing the food to a cheaper brand i'm just wondering if it's if that could have been a coincidence maybe because she's in a strange place or if you think it it could have been a another recurrent bladder infection that kind of came and went that fast just by changing out that food Wow, you know, that's definitely suspect if, you know, if there was a diet change and she broke. Now, during the time she was on that diet, had she had any urinary tract infections? She did not. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, it kind of seems like, duh. Okay, now, did they get a urine sample at that time? Not able to. Oh, darn, because that would have been great. Yeah. I mean, that would be the evidence we need to prove this. Um, but I'd say it is suspicious because any time any diet that a pet is on, when we're talking about trying to control urine environment, mm-hmm. um, there are some pets that pH can really play a role in um, crystal formation and urinary tract right. infection. So any diet, when you switch that, um, the pH may change and that urine environment is going to change. So, yeah. 
ah, we, we could be setting up for some problems. And she may be telling you, gosh, mom, you know, I do need a, um, a therapeutic diet to help manage okay. this problem. But I would say, yeah, I would, oh, I would love that evidence and I'd love to get that urine sample because then I think you could kind of maybe either ease your mind or know with more, um, accuracy yeah, about that. Yeah, she's just so skittish sometimes. It's hard to get near her when she's going. <laughs> a couple of years ago, we put her through the needle biopsy part where they stuck uh-huh. the needle in and, and they pulled it out, and they um, they did find some crystals in it then, which is why we did the CD. Uh-huh. And, and I, I don't uh, blame you for trying there. I mean, because, I mean, realistically, everyone wants to find something that works, and then if you don't need it anymore, you know, you wouldn't want to give it. But um, yeah. for me, I would definitely say, yeah, a urine sample. And it might not be a bad idea for a for a kid that's had a problem in the past with recurrent mm-hmm. urinary infections. You know, getting that sterile sample would be important. And, you know, it wouldn't be overkill to check an x-ray to make sure we don't have anything like a bladder stone that's just kind of lurking okay. there. Because definitely something with bladder stones, they can cause some little micro trauma to the bladder wall. And I've had dogs right. that have lived with them for years. And then we pick them up as a, oops, we're taking an x-ray because the dog was vomiting. And then they have this ugly stone in their bladder. And then, you know, we go, wow, this dog never complained about any kind of urine problem. Um, but yeah, so some of these things can be kind of sneaky in that way. So, um, yeah, if two, you, I guess two and a half years ago. And in fact, we did, uh, CT. We did ultrasound. We did um, good. all kinds of stuff just trying to find out what was going on. There, there were some tiny, small evidence of very small crystals. Yeah, no, so right now, what food is she eating? Oh, science diet. I love my dog. I would just, I'd put her on the science diet immediately. You put her back on the diet. Okay. Any problem. I, mean, I would never, ever take a chance. Okay. Well, I normally wouldn't take a chance anyway, but I was trying to try to save money because you know it's tough out there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and even if you can't get a a sterile sample at the veterinary office, um, you know, if she's calmer with you around and she's not pee shy, um, you know, once she's settled, you know, back on that CD diet, um, it would be worthwhile to at least get a clean urine catch. And kind of like, you know, we go to the doctor's office and they they have a whole process, they tell you, when you get a clean urine sample. So we can try our best at home to collect a urine sample from our pets. And with with the advent of, you know, those throwaway Tupperware containers or some great throwaway plastic you can use um, and just kind of slide that underneath her let her go That's let her start the it. stream yeah I, I was and, trying to get it a little cup and everything but it, apparently it's hard to do it it can be so I like those long ones that you use for oh I don't know we use them for storing like bread and stuff Pizza, yeah. <laughs> but the long uh, flat ones and you just kind of slide that underneath her let her void and let her go for a few seconds then put it in the stream of urine and you're going to be more apt to catch a more clean free catch sample and that might be more meaningful your for your veterinarian um, we always want that sterile one caught in the office if we can but if not you know that that might be a good short uh, second substitute there. Usually when I bring her in, as soon as the veterinarian takes her leash, she's on the floor. Isn't that the way it always works? <laughs> Those are frustrating patients, I'll tell you. I've got a couple that I just even look at them, so I can't even touch them, look at them. I just kind of walk them down the hallway, and I say, please, 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 like, make it till the ultrasound. We can do it. We can do it. And my shoe gets soaked most of the times. Kathleen, we thank you for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And lest us not forget your dream team, that includes Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. From Animal Planet's Dogs 101, kicking off a new season next week, I believe. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, pet travel expert Susan Sims, and of course, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your questions. It's toll-free. And a big weekend. A lot of people are, are doing those pool parties where they bring the dog to the the last day at the oh, pool. Oh, yeah, before the community, the community pools, pools close for the season. Yeah, and they do. They're going to clean it anyway, so why not invite? Get all that dog hair. Yeah, invite all the dogs just for a last romp before they close it and clean it. If you want to do that, check to see if your local city is doing that. I know a good percentage of them. Yeah, they do it. They do it around this time. And uh, Stacy, Stacy, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on, Stacy? Well, has anybody ever said to you, you know, your dog or cat really needs to take up a hobby? Uh-huh. Well, no. <laughs> you look at them like they're crazy. Well, you know what? At doggy daycare right now, the hottest thing is painting classes for dogs. Huh. Well, your cat can do it too. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Mm, very good. Also today, since it is the 9-11 anniversary, 10th anniversary. Wow, 10 this years. Week, yeah, hard to believe. We're going to have our good friend Michael Hingsong on. He was, of course, somebody who was in the building. Yes, he was. Uh, one of the towers with his dog. He is blind, and his dog helped him down 1,400 stairs, I believe. From the 78th floor, I think it was. So he'll be on in just a few minutes with us. Vlade, how are you doing? I understand that uh, Stacy Cohn, our news director, had some trouble over the week with her uh, with her dogs, and you helped her. Yes, and she used her connections, of course, uh, to get into me directly. <laughs> so she she was not on the line. She basically called me and just said, Vlade, you know, I have a big problem with my barking dogs, and um, to the point, so the um, you know neighbors already. Complain control in the big way and animal control stop and you know how that goes. You know. Not good. Not not good. Not good. Yeah. So we talked to her with her about this and uh, you know I gave her very easy and effective solutions. That's the brilliant thing about Vladi, because Vladi, is it okay to talk about myself in the third phase? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. So the Vladi is always tell the people what works. He Vladi doesn't think about how it's gonna sound on the air. What another people wait. Sometimes people get mad. That's okay, as long as I'm helping the majority of them. Because I cannot help the few who don't want to be helped. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes I see like a human psychologist, for instance. You know, human psychologists themselves have a most misbehaving kids and most misbehaving dogs because I had a. I was a witness of few of them, and because they complicated the things too much, hmm. you know, yeah, like uh, you know, how can I stop my dog uh, for for jumping? You know, you know, it, it's almost becoming like like you know, you have to have a PhD to figure it out, you know. But in reality, you know, the dog jumps, you have to show the dog so jumping doesn't feel good. When the dog feels it's not good to jump on you, like a, like, like my grandfather always telling me, bloody, don't try to cheat the mother nature. You will always lose it. Look at the mother nature, how she is protecting beauty. Like, say, rose bushes. She put the, what? Those needles, fronds on them. Uh-huh. So, so the dog jumps on the rose bushes. How many times did you see 
Hell, dogs were jumping on the rose bushes. Well, it depends course, what kind of dog it is. A lab might do it like three or four times, <laughs> but a terrier jack. A poodle would only do it <laughs> yeah, once. once. You will not believe, guys. I had a lab in my house because I trained him in the boot camp. That lab jumped in my van with. I, I he didn't even look if I opened that door or not, slide door. He just right jumped in. it through, you know, bump back and just look at that. And my shopper, Mika, look at him, say, "Are you nuts? I would never do that." <laughs> well, now I got a so, question for you, though. You're sure. always recommending the pet convincer, the pet convincer, and I gotta think, well, maybe you have stock in the company with pet convincer. And because I know you even made me and you made Stacy pay for our pet convincers, and you're always recommending it. They work, but uh, you know, are you part of the company? What's the deal? Yes, yes, I do the part of the company, and I'm very honest about this. I would never ever, and and you know, hell, we never recommend anything at here which we would not prove. Not in our own dogs, but also in our relative and friends' dogs. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Also, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, answering your most vexing dog issues. Animal communicator Joey Turner, Bridge in the Gap. Groomer Joey Volani, just about ready to give me a haircut. <laughs> and Dr. Debbie White, answering your vet medical questions. Coming up in just a few minutes, Michael Hingsong. We welcome him back to the airwaves after 10 years. If you remember, he is the guy that was in uh, the, one of the Twin Towers when it got hit. He's blind, and he has a guide dog that helped him out of the building. Helped him down 78 flights yeah, There were a lot stairs. of dogs. There were a lot of dog heroes in that. Um, there, yeah. You know the, what? The search we tr- and rescue. We tried to, because um, we wanted to help, you know, clean them up. And they wouldn't let us because of, you know, they were all, they were afraid if they brought anything back. But um, there, were, there were a lot of search and rescue dogs. It's Did you amazing. groom some of them? No, we wanted to. We offered to, but they wouldn't let us because um, they they were afraid for the de- de- decontamination oh. um, on the dogs. They had to be decontaminated because um, they didn't. At that time, they didn't know, you know, right. what else so, really had gone on. But it was a terrible day. Believe me, that was seven miles from from where you know I was at the time. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, there are a lot of great stories that came out of that uh, with animals and hero dogs, and we've actually posted all the pictures up at the website at AnimalRadio.com of a bunch of hero dogs and animals that were involved with 9-11. Stacey, what are you working on? Well, Canada could be setting a new precedence for air travel. You may not be able to travel with your pets. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh-oh, those wacky Canadians. What are they doing now? America's hat. Sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the way. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's hit the phones. We have which one are we going to? Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi. I have Doctor <laughs> Debbie right here. You two can duel away your Debbies. Okay. It's Debbie thank squared, you. right? <laughs> yes. Um, I so have what? a beagle that is old, and she was diagnosed recently with some neurological condition. They don't know exactly what it is, but the reason I took her to the vet was because she sounds like when she's eating that she's gagging, even when she drinks water. She's coughing and gagging, and occasionally she'll act like she's going to throw up, but nothing comes up. Okay. And they did a, um, some of the muscles in the top of her head have atrophied, is what they said, and you can see, like, the bone sticking further out than it should be. Mm-hmm. And they did a muscle biopsy and a nerve biopsy, and they think it's just... Um, 
it's not infection, but they haven't exactly got all the results back from the biopsies, and they've got her own antibiotics because she's got aspiration pneumonia, and I have to feed her by sniffing dogs in my hand or making mm-hmm. teeny tiny meatballs <laughs> and giving it to her, which is hard because I haven't found a, a ground dog food that makes into a meatball very well. So I just needed to know if you have any suggestions or if you think neurological issues are hereditary or is it going to be the rest of her life or what? Yeah. Now, when when you say that she's developed an aspiration pneumonia, did they specifically diagnose her with what what we would call a mega esophagus or a kind of a a flaccid esophagus where food doesn't go down into the stomach as as it should? No, they said she got the food particles in her lungs is because the muscles in the back of her throat are weak due to this neurological condition. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so... Part of the food in her lungs instead of going down where... Okay. Very good. I think I got a good picture of what's going on there, Debbie. And and definitely, um, I was actually, as you were saying some of these symptoms of what was going on, a couple thoughts in my mind of tests that I would be doing are actually what you're waiting on right now were some specific um, muscle testing. And, and definitely, yes, I do believe that what you're describing could fall into the category of a neuromuscular disease. So these might include diseases that are um, immune problems where uh, immune destruction occurs in different tissues, whether it's muscle, um, connective tissue, um, where have, where, wherever. Um, there can be also some infectious causes of problems. And being in the Southwest, we're very aware of some different fungal infections. And I have seen dogs that have had valley fever, which is a form of a fungal infection. And that can cause some different problems with um, muscle and neuromuscular problems, depending on where that settles in. Um, all that being said, you know, even though you have a young baby, I'd have to keep my eyes open for things like tumors or, or nodules or things like that. So I'm very happy that they did a muscle biopsy because that is one of the first things I would do once we get past some of these initial tests that they've very likely done at your veterinary office. Um, okay. Well, I took her to um, UGA, the University of Georgia, the small oh, awesome. animal teaching hospital. Uh-huh. Because my vet just would put her on prednisone and antibiotics, and it would never get any better. So they referred her over there. Absolutely, so. yeah. And and it sounds like you're in a class of a, a, a situation with your dog that this is going to take some special testing. And and just like you know any human, um, you know sometimes we can be treated by our family physician, and other times we do have to call upon some specialties um, or some access to special tests, um, whether they're special blood tests or biopsies or what have you. Um, so yeah, and and there is a several different conditions, but there's a, a masticatory uh, myositis problem that. Basically, uh, um, I've seen in some dogs where they'll develop um, atrophied muscles. They can have a lot of pain upon opening their mouth. Um, so it is important to get an accurate diagnosis because we usually treat pr- pretty aggressively with steroids, immunosuppressives, things like that. So um, okay. in the meantime, I think it sounds like you're, you're finding the right concoction of food substance um, that's going to be helpful for her to get that down. Um, if the little meatballs are best, some dogs do better with gruel, uh, kind of a watered-down canned food. Um, and other pets, it's it's a little easier if they've actually got some kind of a bolus of food, like those meatballs, to get that down. Yeah, um, they so. said that um, they had her licking it off their hand, but when I smeared it as thin as I could on my hand, she wouldn't lick, she'd bite. You know, just uh-huh. trying to bite it off in chunks. 
it hasn't this hasn't affected her appetite but um is she in pain you know they did blood work and all her blood work came back normal mm-hmm. so is this yeah. is this something because when we got her she didn't i have two beagles and my oldest had the beagle head but this one her head has never looked like a normal beagle head to me and i'm wondering is this like something she was born with and as she got older it's just progressed is she in pain? Yeah. Is this, you know? Very possibly that, I mean, either situation. Some dogs with neuromuscular or neurologic disease may be completely pain-free. Um, things just don't work well. Um, but there are certain dogs with these same symptoms that can have pain. And um, physically, when I'm examining a pet with this kind of suspicion, if I try to open their mouth and they can't open their mouth, either it doesn't open fully or they're just ouchy and they cry, um, then we're definitely definitely clearly dealing with a situation of discomfort and pain. So I would want to make sure we are attacking that aspect of things and at least using some different methods in pain control um, if it seems like she is in that kind of discomfort. But, uh, you know, again, I think a, a, just in physical exam, your veterinarian should, should be able to tell that and whether or not um, pain medicine is even indicated for her. Okay. I have one other question. Is this like a lifelong Condition. Very possibly, yeah. So most okay. of these conditions that are kind of in this whole bag of diagnostics and, and diagnoses, um, usually we try to control these diseases. So only in some rare cases will we find if there's an infectious cause um, or maybe a mass that can be removed, those type of things that can be cured and be done and over with. But yeah, usually it's kind of finding the right concoction of medicines and lifestyle changes to help make the pet comfortable. So. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Debbie. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the doctor or the animal communicator, the dog behaviorist, or the groomer. We're all here for you right now. This is Animal Radio. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Join Fido Friendly Magazine and North Shore Animal League America as they team up for the third annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 National Mobile Adoption Tour. Sponsored by Protection One, Animal Radio, Adopters Advantage, and American Mudigrees Club. The life-saving tour kicks off September 7th and travels across the United States to raise awareness of the importance of adopting a pet from a shelter. One lucky pup will be featured in an upcoming issue of Fido Friendly Magazine. Log on to AnimalLeague.org or FidoFriendly.com slash blog to learn more. Hi, this is Sheena Easton on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's so important. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Email any one of us here at Animal Radio. All of our email addresses over at AnimalRadio.com. Or if you just want to shoot one off and you don't know who to, you can send it to your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Vladi got some email this morning. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sure. Thank you. Um, You know, it was kind of very general email because I guess the people was a little bit even um, not comfortable even to say his name. But the person said, why makes the dog to bite its own owner? I can can imagine it was not easy for the person to send that email. Well, uh, my dear uh, um, person, whoever sent this email and to everyone who is listening, even sweetest puppy. As the growth and as the aging, um, I would say as the coming to age, they are start to test its boundary. They do something or start to steal or a little bit growl over the food or over the toy. And we need to take it very seriously because dog who bark and growl eventually will bite. So we really 99% of the dog bites first time was happening, people never realized and never was thinking the dog may bite someone, you know, in the, in the future. So the way how we respond to that will be make a big difference in the relationship. Any human type of the correction will make opposite effect. You should never grab the dog and scrap him by the neck and, oh. you know, and uh, hanging him or, you know, even pinning him down. Um, because the rules are very simple. If you don't, if you can correct him, he cannot correct you back. If he can correct you back, don't make it worse if you cannot do it better. Okay? And the easiest way to do in this situation, not like a so-called positive trainer suggests, you avoid the problem, turn your back away, or, or scream like you're, like you're a squeaky toy so the dog would even try to snap you even more. That's not gonna work, you know. I mean, come on people, we're very serious people. This approach is this failed in the big way. The, the better approach is to startle the dog. You can do it in many ways. I prefer to, to do it from the distance by using the same pet convincer when I'm talking about. The dog shows any growling or something like this. You, ah, 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 pss, pss, like an air comes out, the dog startled. From that time, you can smile like a doggy mama. How bite now you lick? You're not angry. You just say, good girl, good boy. And uh, for the good be here, because the dog associates now its body posture and its mood. You know, he turned to submissive posture and you can give him treats and love and can redirect his attention to the toy, to something else. But you cannot redirect his attention when he's growling to something else because you think you're rewarding him for that. Uh, the secret is correct, redirect, praise. Correct, redirect, and praise. Good, good advice. We have that advice over at the website. A lot of good advice. If you're having problems with your animal, check out AnimalRadio.com. You're sure. always recommending the pet convincer. The pet convincer. And are you part of the company? What's the deal? Yes. Yes, I do the part of the company. And I'm very honest about this. I would never, ever, and, and you know, Hal, we never recommend anything at here. 
which we would not prove, not on our own dogs, but also on a relative and friend's dogs. I created, I was one of the who were creating this product with a passion to get the result. I am the trainer. I am internationally known trainer who worked in many countries with top professionals. I was looking for something, like a easy solutions, like, like even cavemen could do it. Like, you don't need to have a special education. Plus, it must be um, not just simple, but very humane approach. Most people don't want to use, for instance, electronic uh, shock colors, even though in the proper hands it could be a great tool to polish the results. But, you know, I understand that. So I want to get something that would have a massive appeal, would work for the cats and dogs. Some people even use for the husbands or boyfriends. I heard, I had someone, someone called last week about that. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now here at Animal Radio. Let's take a call for animal communicator Joy Turner. We have Virginia on the phone. Hi, is it, are you Virginia or are you from Virginia? No, I'm Virginia. Where are you from? California, born and raised. Born and raised, gotta love that. Yeah, I'm I a, do. Boy, I can't stand cold. California has some very healthy-looking women, I've noticed. Anyway, I have uh, Joy Turner right here. I know that she wanted to probably talk to your animal, not to some uh, disc jockey trying to hit on you. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I'd really like to talk to Joey first today. Hello, so what Joy? can I do for you, Virginia? Thank you so much for talking to me. You're very I welcome. Have, I have an 8-year-old male cat that has just recently been diagnosed with cancer. And uh, after a lot of extensive tests, they can't figure out where it started. It's in his lymph nodes right now, but we can't figure out where it started. And I know that's important as far as the chemo goes. I wonder if he can help us on that. Um, well, maybe. That can sometimes be an iffy thing depending on how it felt to him, but we can sure ask him. So tell me his name, please. His name is uh, Tut, as in King Tut. So I call him Tut. Okay, and what type of cat is Tut? Uh, he's just a, a regular, regular cat. Oh. Okay, Tut says, and I was just explaining to him, you needed to know where the feeling started, and I want to show him the energy that's in his lymph nodes and ask where that started. Um, I don't know how close, I intentionally try not to know physiology of animals. I don't know how close the spleen and the liver are located, but he thinks it's in that general area where it started. Oh, my God, because uh, it's, it's the only place they can definitely say it's spread to was the spleen. Wow. Ah. Yeah, and they haven't found it in the liver or the lung yet, so we have a chance. How, how does he feel? Is he, is he in any pain? Does, does he want to continue with this? He says continue as compared to what? Does he want it uh, as, as far as letting him go and not have he to go said, with chemo? And I'm explaining to him that letting him go means that you'd probably help him leave his body, and he says to me, the H word, which Hal is not Hal, and I don't think I can say it on the air. But anyway, no, very oh, loud in my head. Uh, and H, I have no. a problem. He's always been a fussy eater, and I'm really concerned now. Is there something particular he'd like me to feed him that he'll eat? He says not so much in particular because it's never the same thing, and sometimes he just doesn't feel too much like eating. Um, he likes stronger smells, things that smell stronger because. Um, his sense of smell is a little bit depressed. In other words, it's okay. a little bit less than normal. Okay. So if you can get him something that has more smell, um, I'm assuming you're doing canned or whole, whole food, raw food, something other than Yeah, canned. Yeah, because he's okay. so fussy. Um, I would like to know about someone that's passed, one of my animals that's passed. And thank you so much about Tut because I really was worried. I have a, a little cat or an older cat named Lizzie that died suddenly a few years ago. 
and I wonder if her passing was was okay. Lizzie tells me to give you a big smile, give you the warmest kiss and love I can possibly think of, and to tell you she's just wonderful. It went swimmingly, is what she says. Oh, good. And if we have a real one more chance, I have an African gray. That How? Hold on, hold on a minute, Virginia. How? Sure. Do we what? have time for another question? Yeah, of course we do. Yes. Oh, Perfect. wonderful. Um, I had a dog a month ago that had liver cancer. And it seems to be okay. So I, I, and I have another dog with bronchitis. So I've been going through this for a few months. And my African gray is doing a lot of screaming now. That always gets negative attention. I have to go in and cover his cage till he quiets down. And then, you know, and he's been doing a lot of that. Is it, and the animals, all my animals have never really shown me if they've been sick or anything. Is, is he just sensitive to me or is he, is he okay? His name is Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Okay, Sammy tells me that he thinks you don't understand. The animals are all concerned with you. Have you been to a doctor recently and gotten anything checked out? Uh, no. You might want to go do that. Usually when the animals are concerned about you, it's because they're picking up something. Sometimes it's on an energetic level and is not yet manifested into the physical body. Animals are really great at picking those kinds of things up. Sometimes it's something that may be just starting to manifest. So you may or may not find anything, but go get checked out anyway because that's he's finally deciding that you're not clear that they're all worried about you. Oh, would they be worried because I'm depressed? Um, that can be a reason, yeah. Yeah. But depression I, can often also then lead to physical symptoms. Oh, what a sweetheart! I know that the other animals have been reacting the same way too. I just, I just don't like. What can I do when he's screaming that so he doesn't always think that I'm, I'm punishing him? You need to talk to. I've talked down. Sit down and talk to all of them and tell them things like. You understand that you're feeling depression, and you do need to do something to help yourself with that so that you can tell them, and I'm working on that. All right. Just so that they understand they're heard, because until they know that you've heard them, they're going to keep doing it to get your attention. Yeah. So you need to confirm that you've heard it. You need to confirm that you're doing something about it and ask them to, um, if they could please, whatever they're doing, if they could please stop doing that. Like for him, please stop doing that and be a little more quiet, and I'll keep you updated. They need to be updated on everything you're doing about that. Oh, wow. That's great. Well, I don't want to keep you anywhere. Thank you so much, Joy. You've really helped me a lot. You're welcome, Virginia. Have a great day. Thank you, Thank Virginia, you. for blessing our airwaves today. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This tasty portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. The dog days are every day with Pets Day. Available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas, Petstead provides unique in-room amenities for dogs. They include the, the food and the water dish, the sleeping mat, uh, dog treats, even a specialty room service menu for your dog. You heard it right. Details at Caesars.com slash Petstay Las Vegas. And tonight, tonight through the end of the year, in fact. <laughs> so it's no rush or anything like that. <laughs> But uh, tonight well, that means you can go several times. Is Nathan Burton? You're saying who's Nathan Burton? Well, you, if He's you saw a magician guy on America's Got Talent, yes. what, did he win or lose? He lost, didn't he? I don't know. Did he? Did he lose? I'm not sure. I don't know. He's a good musician, musician, and uh, he has one of these midday shows. So you could, what you can do is get all warmed up at uh, the convenient 4 p.m. start time, as they put here. <laughs> 
that lost hour of the afternoon is now yours to be reclaimed, they say. Let Nathan Burton entertain you with his comedy and his magic and get your blood rushing for a wild evening ahead in Las Vegas with your dog. Yes. But don't take your dog to the show. No, not not to the show, but you'd go pick your dog up after the the afternoon show with Nathan Burton, and then you'd, you'd hit the town. There you go. First you go back and order room service, and then you hit then the town. Then you hit the town. Yes. Tickets start at 34 bucks for Nathan Burton at the Flamingo Showroom at the Flamingo. Thanks, Pet Stay. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, Canada could be making plane travel with your pet very difficult. Plane cabins should be as pet-free as they are peanut-free, says Canada's leading doctors group. The Canadian Medical Association voted in favor of supporting a ban on all pets, except for certified service animals like guide dogs traveling inside aircraft cabins on all Canadian passenger planes. British Columbia physician Mark Schoenfeld said that current federal regulations allowing major national airlines to accept pets in cabins are actually posing a threat to people that are allergic to animals. Cats and small dogs are animals most likely to be found on board, although some airlines allow birds and rabbits as well. While airlines argue this is a great convenience for pet owners, the practice actually exposes our patients and their passengers to significant allergens that can make the journey very difficult, occasionally quite seriously ill as a result. Schoenfeld told this to a doctor's group meeting uh, last week. People have to travel with EpiPens, adrenaline, bronchiolators, antibiotics. Some people actually end up having their entire holiday ruined. Schoenfeld said that allergies to pet allergens are now classified by the World Health Organization as a disability. Well, there's a new reason to crack down harder on dog owners who don't clean up after their dogs. Samples in two cities found that in winter, the most common bacteria in the air is from feces and probably that of dogs. Researchers want to extend air samples taken in winter from four cities in the Midwest, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, and Mayville, Wisconsin. Chicago and Mayville didn't show elevated levels, but Cleveland and Detroit did. Well, Cleveland and Detroit, you know what, they're not known for their cleanliness. The airborne bacterial communities of Detroit and Cleveland most closely resembled those communities found in dog poop. As best as they could tell, dog feces are the only explanation for the results. Humans are exposed to bacteria in the air as not something new. We breathe in bacteria every minute we're outside. Some of these bugs may have potential health implications. We need to uh, understand this information on what sources of bacteria we're breathing in every time we go outside. Well, if you happen to be in the path of a hurricane, hopefully not, or uh, uh, an earthquake, you want to think of your pets. Owners should have an emergency supply kit for their pets. This kit should include at least three days of pet food and water in airtight, waterproof containers. 
bowls for food and water, current photos, and physical descriptions of your pets in case they should become lost, medications, vaccination records, and any pet first aid supplies, comfort items like a toy or a blanket, just like you would do for a kid. And you also want to have small garbage bags for waste. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z one 405 is toll-free to Animal Radio. Ask your questions of our doctor, Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Falani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and of course, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, all here at your beck and call. It is the kind of a weird anniversary. I, I feel bittersweet about this whole thing, but uh, it is the anniversary of 9 11 this weekend. It's been 10 years. It's hard to believe. Isn't it? I wanted to welcome back somebody that we had on a few years after. An incredible story. Michael Hingsong. He's blind. And he has his uh, seeing eye dog, Roselle. And they were in one of the towers when it got hit and have an incredible story. You may have heard the story if you're a longtime listener of Animal Radio. Michael, welcome back to Animal Radio. Thanks. Good to be here. So the book, uh, kind of a 10-year anniversary book is what it's all about. It somewhat worked out that way. The story of me and my guide dog, Roselle, and uh, traveling, of course, out of the tower on 9-11 and then escaping from the crash of Tower 2. Um, we've been trying to write it for a while. It just sort of clicked last year, working with uh, my co-author, Susie Flory, on the book. It's been a while, and so we have a lot of brand-new listeners since you last uh, were on the air with us. Give us a brief synopsis of where you were and what happened without, you know, obviously this is what the book is about, and it's, it's a very compelling story. But uh, what are we going to hear? I was in the World Trade Center on 9-11. <clears throat> I was the regional sales manager for the Mid-Atlantic region of Quantum Corporation, we were on the 78th floor of Tower 1, and I was in my office getting ready to conduct a seminar that morning when the plane hit the building. We had some guests in the office. I got a colleague to get them out. I called my wife to tell her that we were leaving because there had been an explosion or something. Then we went to the stairs, and we went down the stairs and got out of the building, helping people along the way, meeting firemen. And then we were walking up Broadway, going toward Midtown Manhattan, and stopped diagonally across from Tower 2 so that my friend David could take some pictures when Tower 2 collapsed. And then everyone ran and no one was helping anyone, anyone except Roselle and I worked together. And we, we escaped, then um, got away from the collapsing building and stayed in the subway for a while and then also found David along the way. And then later got home and started kind of working to <clears throat> move on after 9-11 
when the media got our story, and so we got inundated with a lot of requests, and also people wanted to hear the story. So that eventually led to me uh, working for Guide Dogs for the Blind, uh, where Roselle was from. That lasted until 2008 when they decided that kind of there was really no, uh, no relevance in continuing the job, and the economy was getting a little tight, so it was phased out, and I started traveling on my own. So I own my own company now doing um, consulting work on inclusion and diversity, as well as traveling and speaking literally all over the world about 9-11, the lessons to learn from 9-11, dealing with change and trust and teamwork, and how Roselle and I worked together, and we worked with so many others to survive that day. Now, you say you made it out alive because Roselle kept her calm. Do guide dogs normally keep their calm under circumstances like this? Do they ever get excited, or she was just an exceptional dog that helped you out? Well, they absolutely get excited, but what happened that day wasn't so much that just Roselle kept her calm. It was, it's a team effort. People need to understand that blindness isn't the handicap I face. The real handicap is the misconceptions and, and frankly, poor attitudes and lack of education that people have about wow. being blind. Uh-huh. Blind people who use guide dogs still need to know where they're going and how to get there. It's Roselle's job to make sure that I walk safely as we're walking down a sidewalk, for example. When I tell her to go forward, I expect her to go in a straight line unless there's an obstacle to block us or unless there is um, some reason that I want to turn. I have to know where I'm going and how to get there. Absolutely need to know how to do that. That's my job. When both parts of the team are doing their job well, she's walking and doing what she's supposed to, and if there's an obstacle or something, then she'll swerve around it or she'll stop until I tell her what to do. On 9-11, we needed to work together, so it was important for me to show her that I was still confident in her by encouraging her, saying, good girl, keep going, good job, you're doing a good job, let's keep going forward, hop up, which is a command to speed up or pay attention, and do that in a good, calm voice. That keeps her from worrying about me in Mm -hmm. clearly a situation where there were a lot of people very concerned about their well-being, but I needed to do that for her because I needed to depend on her one, to do her job and walk in a straight line or go down the stairs and stop at the bottom and so on, but two, to be my advanced radar, because one of the things we talk about in the book is that after the building stopped moving, my friend David saw fire and smoke and, and, and watched debris falling outside our window, and mm-hmm. I could hear debris falling outside our window, and clearly he was starting to panic. And people have said to me, well, you're blind, you couldn't see any of that, so of course you, you, you couldn't know to panic, and I, and I point out, you know, you don't need to see to have an imagination that's sure. a whole lot worse than what other people might have. Yeah. So I knew what was going on, uh, but I also had Roselle sitting next to me before we left the office and not indicating that she felt any nervous in any way. And you've certainly read stories about dogs that get their people out of buildings that are on fire and so on, but she wasn't indicating any of that. Mm-hmm. So I knew that at least... At the moment, my early warning system was telling me it was safe to evacuate in an orderly way. And if if I could keep Roselle focused on doing her job as we went down the stairs, if she started to suddenly behave differently, then I would know, oh, maybe we got a problem to worry about. She didn't, and we were able to go. What did you learn from Roselle after that? How important teamwork was and how important teamwork is, how important trusting other people are, and that it's... It's more important in this world today than ever that we should be open to trust and that we should work together to make things happen and that we should start trying to find ways to develop synergies, whether it be at the head of our political system. Our our (laughs) people in Washington are totally screwed up because they've made themselves that way. No one wants to communicate. (laughs) No one wants to talk. They don't want to deal with the issues. 
and everyone just does knee-jerk reactions to what somebody else says rather than saying, wait a minute, we're beyond that. We're going to work together. That's a, a perfect example of the breakdown in trust and teamwork that we as, as citizens should not allow, and, and it's everybody. Um, but corporations are constantly betraying trust in, in a time when they ought to do their part to help. Um, individuals, um, we, we see so many times that people just don't work together. We're, we're closed to trust a lot more than we should be. And that's, those are all lessons that we could learn from what happened on 9-11, because if you think back after 9-11 for a while, everyone worked together, and there was so much unity, it just kind of shifted away. Oh, you um, sound like you're doing really great. How's Roselle doing 10 years after the anniversary? Roselle passed away in June of this year. Oh, she had no. contracted an autoimmune disease in 2004 that we were able to control. So she worked until 2007 and then retired because of, of some changes in, in kidney values because we had her blood levels constantly monitored. And after retiring, because guiding is a very stressful thing for dogs. They take it seriously. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, the values went back into the normal range, but earlier this year, the autoimmune disease came back and was attacking other parts of her body. So she crossed the Rainbow Bridge this June 26. Mm. Thunderdog is the book. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get through for it, uh, go ahead and do your bookstore or to uh, Amazon. Or www.michaelhingson.com. And that was really fast, so we're going to put a link over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Anyone that we sell is autographed, and it has Roselle's potograph. We got her paw print six days before she passed. Wow. Awesome book. What a treasure. Thank you, Michael. We hope to talk to you in another five years. I hope so, or less. (laughs) Or less. More Animal Radio on the way. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Are you struggling with sky-high credit card debt? Call Credit Card Relief. You can get out of debt in months instead of years with no fees until the debt is settled and with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Call Credit Card Relief. The consultation is free and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief. 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. Let's take one for Dr. Debbie. We have Matt at 1-866-405-8405. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks. How are you all today? Good. Dr. Debbie, i got a question for you about my five-and-a-half-year-old golden doodle. All righty. What you got? Well, he had PPLO surgery about six weeks ago, and I was wondering how soon is too soon to, you know, let him go to the groomer and get himself cleaned up. He's kind of getting to be a stinky little fella. (laughs) 
Well, so I'm going to have to explain for Hal. TPLO yes, surgery. Yes. <laughs> you were, I knew that question was coming. TPLO surgery is done for dogs that have a ruptured cruciate ligament, uh, which is one of the major ligaments in the knee. So just like a football player that blows out their knee, taking that turn and making that catch, dogs jumping oh. off a couch or catching a frisbee can blow out the knee the same way. Okay. So, um, so your doggy ruptured that. Now, how's he getting along post-surgery at this time? You know, the next day he actually walked out of the vet underneath his own power and he's been doing great. The hardest thing is keeping him, him calm. He wants to jump on everything and uh, uh-huh. I've got to, yeah, it's, that's the hardest part of it. He amazingly is doing well. He did rip out all his stitches after seven days, but, or his staples, oh. I should say. I'm not surprised. Does yeah. he have what we, t- he, he may have what we term, uh, goofy retriever syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've coined that because I have one myself. He's a goofy retriever. Um, yeah, prone to just trouble. Uh, so yeah. Are you having difficulty keeping him from doing things at this point now, huh? Yeah, we really are. Um, we had taken our, our half of our bed and put it downstairs as to keep him off the stairs, you know, and stuff uh-huh. like that. But now we are walking him up the stairs on the lead. We've never had to harness his back, but we are having a hard time keeping him down. Like when he sees other dogs out the window, he wants to run around the living room. Kind of hard to slow him down. Yeah. And when he wants to go real fast, he just lifts the leg up and then hops around on three. It's kind of hysterical. But <laughs> he takes the, the slow leg out from underneath him, and then he can really move. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's go-fast mode. Yeah. Well, with a dog that recovers from a TPLO surgery, normally the healing time we're looking at about two to three months out. And about eight weeks after the surgery is when ideally we ought to get an x-ray to see how the bone is healing um, because there is a mm-hmm. plate involved with that. And we want to make sure that there's good healing callus of that bone there. Um, that might make some difference in whether or not we want to give you a kind of free reign to get into some of the grooming activities. Um, I'd have to say because he has goofy retrievers, syndrome and then you know we might push that back as far as we can for your typical standard type grooming um that being said there are some dogs that i have to get some kind of grooming done whether they're just stinky dirty from you know being post-surgery or what have you if we do have to get him to a groomer or do a home bathing there are some precautions that i would do and and one is to use a non-stick uh mat in the bathing tub um because that's very important we don't want him slipping and losing his footing in any way um, and jumping in and out of a tub is a horrible thing for a dog after this type of surgery. So if possible, we'd try to either do this. Um, I, I've even bathed some dogs um, in our dog runs at the office um, where we don't have to worry about the up and down, and that helps to kind of make us feel better about that whole experience. Um, and then, uh, you know, know your dog and know your groomer. Um, if if it seems like it's a something that they can pull off without risk of injury, um, you know, then it may be okay. But uh, for a lot of these really uh, silly, uh, exuberant uh, retrievers, I, I would push off the, the true grooming until we're cleared by the doctor that everything's healed. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, answering your behavior questions. You got that dog that's really, really tough to 
deal with and no other trainer can help you, well, this is the guy that will solve your problem. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner is here. Groomer Joey Villani and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And uh, which one are we going to? We're going to John. Going to John. Hey, John. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you calling from today? I'm in uh, Florida. Florida. A little north of of West Palm Beach in Stewart. Beautiful day there today? Oh, yeah. It's great. Florida's good every day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Always. Always. (laughs) Well, Dr. Debbie's right here. What's going on with your animals? Uh, Well, the problem that I have is I have a 100-pound boxer, or almost 100, and I have a mutt, but they drink a lot of water. But what my problem is, I have a a water bottle in the garage turned upside down, and you know the five-gallon bottle on top of a bowl. It used to only be a two-gallon, and I put a bigger one on, but it Mm -hmm. would get all moldy inside. So. My vet told me it was okay to use pool water in it, which keeps it clear. But I'm just worried about them drinking so much pool water continuously. I mean, they always have fresh in the house, but they're always outside because they just have to be out with you. Okay. So where now? Where is this water container? It's in the garage or it's outside? No, it's it's in it's in the garage, but it's just the way it is. It just it's so hot here and humid okay. that it gets. You know, the bottle just starts getting moldy, and they drink quite a bit, plus other dogs visit, and they go through probably, I probably fill it twice a week. Okay. Definitely in a hot environment. So if we have a, a large amount of water, we can definitely have some mold accumulation, some different um different things growing in there so that's not an ideal situation and definitely changing it more than twice a week i'd have to say for any water source ideally we'd be changing that water daily um, because that alone will help um, decrease the incidence of things growing in that water and and just losing its uh, freshness Um, so that would be one thing and uh, i'm glad to hear it's out of the sun because that's the other tip that i was going to recommend is to keep the water source out of the sun because that'll definitely um, hasten uh, the development of uh, green water or slime in there. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to pool water, and dogs drink pool water as long as we're dealing with the really diluted chlorinated water that's in pools. It's really not a big deal. Uh, the problem comes if you have pools that are shocked and that have the high concentration of the chlorine, the chemicals in that. That's when we really don't want to be touching that water that should not be any business for the doggies at that time um but for every you know everyday water it's it's not a big deal and okay. uh you know some folks you know will even uh add a little bit of bleach to drinking water as a way to keep uh, it uh, uh safe if you're out hiking um so that's even one thing that we can do is some use some very dilute bleach in the drinking water well that was <clears throat> that was my next question as opposed to you know them continuously having to pull water because I, I'm just out. I work so much outside, and they're always out with me, and they're just continuously using this bottle. And, uh, I mean, you know, they, they kill it, but it's still it just starts getting green. And that's, that was another suggestion was one tablespoon of bleach per gallon of water. And I wasn't sure about doing I mean, they say it's okay for humans if you let it sit 30 minutes, but I wasn't sure for these guys or just stay with the pool water and I'm fine. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see a benefit with the the bleach, and I think what you said is much higher than what I typically use. I only use about eight drops per gallon um, for um, for the sanitation, sanitizing that water. So um, at that level, you might pick up a little bit of an odor of bleach, but you just kind of let it sit, like you said, and it should be okay for long-term ingestion. Um, but you don't want to eyeball it. You really want to measure it out um, because you get enough bleach <laughs> ingested, and that could be a problem if you're, if you're just kind of winging it on the dilution there. Hey, Doc, um, what about those spigots? Aren't there spigots that you can turn on but don't, don't drip the water where the dog drinks and it only comes out when the dog drinks from it? Yeah, like so yeah, that's a great setup as well. If you can, if you can do that, and if you have the water source where um, you know you can set that up outside, so yeah, that's a nice alternative as well. Because um, you definitely want to have fresh water. You know, there's so many different protozoas that can uh, even just in a sitting bowl of water. Yeah. So whether or not we're having large amounts, things like Giardia, which is a protozoa that you know it's just a common everyday thing. We can find it in dog bowls, cat bowls, if the water in the bowl is not changed frequently enough. Um, so, so that is imperative, and, and definitely we want those dogs to drink tons of water. It's good for them, um, and especially if they're out and they're active in that high temperature, we want to give lots of fresh water for them. And it, it's the high temperature, but it's the humidity. Like on my on my back porch, even where the pool is, I'll get I'll get like uh, mold, slime. They'll start to grow yeah. on the glass on the sliding doors. It gets funky back there, even. <laughs> Where they drink out of the pool, but the pool is fine, and 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 but it's just you know it's just kind of yeah it's just it's just the way that our state is you know with the humidity. Yeah, John, you know you make me thrilled that I live in a desert environment. I don't have to worry about mosquitoes. I don't have to worry about green slime. It's great out here. You know, when you started this call, I wanted to be there in Florida with you. <laughs> now, yeah, now but, not uh, so much. Call me around Christmas time, you guys, because because you, you have the uh, yeah. the uh, tarantulas and oh. the. Uh, <laughs> We got our own share of uh, fun and games. Scorpions and the big spiders. Well, thank you for your call today. We appreciate it, John. That's all we have time for today. Remember, our phones are open all week long at 1-866-405-8405, or you can email us. All of our individual email addresses over at AnimalRadio.com, or if you just want to send a general one out, your voice at AnimalRadio.com. We, we try to respond immediately to all of our emails. I know that, jeez. Uh, Animal communicator Joy Turner, you look you look like you've answered a lot of questions today for animals. You look like you could take a break. Well, sure. It's a really good time to take a break. I want to remind people though, if you want to get your if you want to talk to your animal during the week, you want to bridge that gap, Joy offers half hour increment sessions and you can learn more at her website at joyturner.com. And of course, if you're through the Vegas area and need a veterinarian, please check out Dr. Debbie. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you're looking for some great training. Uh, Vlade is available. He does have a three-month waiting list, but he can solve almost any problem. All this information over at the website. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.